We're back with third best pod where we crown the champion of the bronze medal. I'm Dan Herman and I'm here with BDC. Hi, how's it going, my friend? It is going good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing all right. You know, we're just hanging out here in my new office. We got the nursery all painted up and, and ready to go, moving some furniture into it, oh, yeah. and making a nice place for the kid somewhere between now and nine weeks from now or 12 weeks oh, from yeah. now, whatever it is. If this is your first listen, third best pod is old-fashioned bar arguments about a range of topics from movies, music, food, and anything else that's worth debating. But we're not going to be debating things at their best. It always is more interesting to me to ask what somebody thinks their third best is because it lets you know what somebody thinks about when something's not at its pinnacle. For example, it's pretty boring to learn that somebody thinks that Enter the 36 Chamber is the best Wu-Tang album. Uh, not to give away a future topic, what the third best full clan album is a much more wide open debate. As you see today, we're going to be pushing the boundaries of these conversations uh, rather than constantly arguing about sports and media. Ideally, you spend some time thinking about what your choice would be. Send us vitriolic messages about how we're wrong and you're right. Engage with our picks, ultimately deciding that we are actually correct, and then sending us an apology message a few days later. Uh, at the least, we get you cursing at us while you're on your Peloton. Last week, we discussed uh, third best Weezer album. Our guest today actually agreed with the pick completely unsolicited. The only feedback we got is that people think that we are dismissive of the Green Album. Ben, what do you feel about that? As somebody that had that as their first I, choice for third best. So, so because I switched, I feel like I have to explain a little bit more of why I did. I'm also of the mindset that Pinkerton is the best Weezer album. We didn't really talk about that. Dan snuck in that the Blue Album was the best one in the in the description of the first episode, which is fine. I'll get them back. That's also fine. true. It's also uh, true. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, I just think that it's not a mature album anymore. I listen to it now with mature years. I'm not 12, 13 years old when it came out. It just doesn't, it doesn't feel the same anymore. Uh, it has bangers on it, but it's just kind of boring. And I'll reiterate again, it's, it's watered down. So it's just blue yeah. album, blue album light. Maladroit for life. Like I said, if they toured and played that album from top to bottom, I would pay money to go see that show. Oddly enough, that episode connects with this episode through a music video off of Maladroit. BDC, what are we talking about today? We're talking about the third best Muppet. Third best Muppet. And actually, the, if your listeners are wondering, it's, it's uh, Keep Fishing, which is a great song. And that whole music video starred the Muppets. So... Yeah. I think it, it's nice. It's a nice uh, segue in. Unintentional transition. Yep. So we had a guest lined up to do this. She felt as though she was ill-prepared to debate about the third best Muppet, which is funny to me. That just means to me that she did the extra homework in high school, which has been confirmed to be true. <laughs> but she did come to us with a substitute, a man that uh, I have never met before, but came very highly recommended and actually has a tattoo of what he refers to as the East Coast Muppets, which I'm excited to learn what that means in a little bit here. He makes music under the name Moonlight Grammar, which is also his Instagram handle and is known in the stand-up scene as Al Fashbaugh. Al, how's it going? Please tell us a little bit about yourself. Very well. Thank you for having me. I, I mean, I, I knew who I was about a year ago. Now I'm just someone who replays super metroid and tries not to drink till 3 p.m 
while my while my career slowly slowly fades away. I'm a sales rep for Bauhaus Brew Labs, and there's not a lot for me to do right now. So I kind of I'm just trying to stay connected and stay happy, trying to stay positive, cooking that kind of thing. There's not really a lot of stand up to do, so I've just been letting my brain turn to mush while I think about things like third best Muppets and shit like, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, know? no, and please feel uh, free to swear. We swear on this all the time. <laughs> sorry, oh, yeah. great. S- I sorry, mom. Represent myself. No, no, you're okay. <laughs> My mom is already disappointed in you, but she's been disappointing me for a lot longer than that. <laughs> oh, sure. sure well, same. same. That's across right. the board. Love us nonetheless. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we decided to go in blind on this episode. So, Al, who is the third best Muppet? And why are they better than the rest? Besides the first two. Okay. Uh, I hate to be like this. We got to define Muppet. East Coast or West Coast Muppet? I... Because the, the Muppet Show Muppets are Hollywood. The Sesame Street Muppets are Manhattan, Bronx, Brooklyn. Oh. You so... have to decide. We have West Coast Muppets are Kermit, Piggy, all that, except Kermit's on both. We can get into that. East Coast Muppets are Oscar... Big Bird, Elmo, that that whole thing. So if I wanted, it's almost like a DC Marvel kind of thing. If I wanted to know <laughs> the best uh, Sesame Street character, that would be the question. So coming out of the Jim Henson okay. factory does not count as being a Muppet to me. We use the Wikipedia. Big Bird is in the Muppet movie. Big Bird in the Muppet movie. That is the argument. That is the argument. I, I that, sure. He's Big also in, in the Muppet in, movie. He's on his way. But then every, also in Muppets Take Manhattan. Every TV show is connected to St. Elsewhere then because Law and Order is everywhere. Those characters move across. We just need to define this as we're going to go West Coast. Okay. We're going to go beautiful. West Coast. OG. As as you, <laughs> Hollywood. Okay. This is the Muppets. The Muppet Show. Okay. Under your guidelines, the third best Muppet. And I've got, I watched three Muppet movies today. I've got notes. Uh, I have decided the third best Muppet is Miss Piggy. Ooh. Right. Wow. Wow. Eleanor Roosevelt once said, behind every great man is a great woman. <laughs> Do you- and so- I, I'm going to, I'm defining Miss Piggy is the third best Muppet because she's Kermit's spine, essentially. I mean, this is assuming that we all agree Kermit's number one. No. So, well, I got Kermit too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Piggy's my, my, the third best Muppet is Miss Piggy. She is Kermit the Frog's spine and she's basically everyone's bodyguard and she holds it all together. I, I like it. It's, it's a hot take because I struggle with Miss Piggy. She is physically abusive to him and certainly emotionally abusive to him. If She is emotionally. <laughs> yeah. Dan, Dan's getting yeah. real with it. Dan's throwing out the real yeah. of the Muppets, which I mean, honestly, like, yeah, she, she kind of is. She's untrustworthy of that, of that little frog. You know, he is, he is very kind and clearly cowers when she's around. It's, it is problematic. Well, I mean, he kind of gets stepped on anyway. <laughs> He's just a, he kind of gets run over, you know, he but doesn't she, have, but she, if anyone, if anyone tries to treat him the way she does, she, <laughs> she's like, no, 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 that's my rug. Right. <laughs> she goes, yeah, she goes That's and stops them out. I guess, I guess I'll give she's her also points un- for like loyalty. She's also, she's also funnier than people realize. When you get older, Miss Piggy's funny. It's like, you know how when you get older and you realize Lisa episodes are actually like way better than you thought? 
in the Simpsons. Like when you're younger, you're like, oh, these are a drag. And then you, you mature and you're like, well, wow, these episodes are really like, I watched uh, the first Muppet movie for the first time in like 15 years today. And I was like, Miss Piggy's fucking hilarious. Yeah. That was a take as, as an older person, I guess. Speaking about Lisa Simpson, the, I read an article in 1998, not to be the guy on a podcast that says I read an article way back when, but it was about Lisa Simpson and the role of anti-intellectualism on The Simpsons. And I was like, oh God, yeah. this is going to foretell the next 20 years of our lives. And it actually told much more dire situations than that. Oh, that's, but that's interesting. Did you have so. that same experience with did you have that same experience with Lisa episodes? Did you hit a point when you got older and you rewatched some where you were like, actually, I like these better than I did when I was younger. Yeah. You oh. don't make friends with salad. Bart and Homer were being fucking assholes. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah, it's the same. I mean, yeah. when I was a kid, Bart Simpson was the shit, right? Like that's who you wanted to right. be. Any, any shitty skater punk wanted to be fucking Bart Simpson. Right. And it's it's kind of how I'm, yeah. the Lisa, I'm drawing the Lisa Miss Piggy parallel, even though their person, like personality doesn't make any sense there at all. But you get older and you sort of start to see Miss Piggy as more of like a, a support system for Kermit. But what I saw today was someone that gave uh, uh, confidence and was his like bodyguard and like stood up for him. She does leave him at one point, but you know, let's, she, you know, she's imperfect. I landed on Miss Piggy. What did you guys end up with? Yeah, Ben, what do you got? All right. I thought very long and hard about this. I own a motorcycle. I have hand tattoos. My favorite fucking band is Sleep and also Thin Lizzy. I feel like everybody's like, oh, he's going to pick everybody that's in the fucking Dr. Teeth band. Of course, you know, he's a hipster. He's going to love this shit. My first is obviously somebody in that band, but right. I picked I picked Rolf the dog. He's the one that I would have a fucking beer with. You was my second. I would have a beer with. Not to step on my own thing here. I have number two, like hard and fast. That's Kermit. He's got an Academy Award nomination, locked in as the leader of this entire thing. He's got great jokes. It's a beautiful thing. One, three, four, five, and six are within the slightest margin about who I have. And I was hard in on Rolf. He's a talented musician. He's a loyal friend. He is there yep. for all of it. Understated, to your point earlier, Al, about like the good jokes. Uh, Rolf's jokes are better now. I just thought it was funny when his ears flapped as a kid. Uh, my Did wife and I- both, Are you saying that you guys both picked Rolf? Nope. So I, I, I am doing my gut he shot here. He was my here. number four, BDC. He was my number four. And he was my number three nice. up until about 45 minutes ago. <laughs> that joke, that joke yeah. in the Muppet movie where he goes, he goes, I, I go home, uh, <laughs> have some dinner, drink a few beers, take myself for a walk and go to bed. That's the funniest line in the movie. <laughs> He's the king of like deadpan humor. He's, he's so good. He's got the double takedown. He's wise. I'm just really glad you said also, that because someone. Oh had yeah, to. he's got an album. They released an album with him <laughs> called "Old Brown Eyes Is Back," and it fucking <laughs> it's so good. It is, is that so a Sinatra good. play? And oh yeah, it's a Sinatra play. And yeah. he's got it's from the like '94, I think, like early '90s. You can't find. I found it on YouTube. That's it's awesome. great. And he it. like. He kind of freaks me out too because he's one of those Muppets that has the human hands, which kind yes. of freaks me out a little today. bit. It's yeah. like that. I don't know if you've seen that video of the, like the Boston Dynamics robot or whatever. I probably oh, dancing that. around. Yeah, that scares the shit out of me. And yeah, Muppets with like human hands kind of scare the shit out of me. Yeah, but I, I like kind of, but I kind of like that. And the one like my number one, I think has. Oh no, she doesn't have it. So my number one is Janice because she's the shit. 
I think she's understated. She's a guitar player for for the Dr. Teeth band. Appreciate um, yeah. it. She's perma high. She probably like did a bunch of coke with like rock stars back in the fucking seventies. I I love her. I think she's great. And she like she has this bit in in the movies where and I don't know. I know there's one in the in the Great Muppet Caper, and I think there's another one in the um there's another bit, but like where they're all talking and like yelling, and then they stop and she keeps like talking. Yeah, she keeps talking, but it's always awkward shit, and it's always like, oh, I'm not gonna take off my clothes, even if it's an artist. Yeah. and then like it's this like, <laughs> like record scratch. Yeah, that's a good. Which bit. I think is like you know the Lisa episodes are best in Simpsons when you grow up. Like I never got that as a kid, and now it's hilarious. Yeah, it's, I think it's, she's so funny. It's the inverse of reading Catcher in the Rye in your twenties, where you're like, wow, Holden Caulfield sucked. Versus like when you were fourteen, <laughs> yeah. you're like, wow, I want to be him. You're like, no, no, nope, that guy sucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, I'm really, I'm just like, just to summarize, I'm so glad you picked Rolf because yeah. I was right there with him. I was <laughs> right there. It was, uh, it was him and him and Beaker. Beaker's another understated like person, but. So Beaker got knocked down my list a little bit because I think that he requires uh, Dr. Bunsen Honeydew in order to be yeah. a full character. It's the same way as you look at like Statler and Waldorf and not think about, oh, Waldorf is my favorite or Statler is too. My number three Mm-hmm. is the Swedish chef. So you can tell me that yeah. my whole thing is bullshit about this because I think the Swedish chef's joke is perfect because of its simplicity. But yeah. Swedish chef... Sure. It's a hard, I couldn't argue against Swedish chef. Swedish chef jokes have a depth to them, whereas Beaker is just like there as a, as a piece, right? Very approachable character, not talking bad about Beaker, requires Dr. Bunsen Honeydew in order to make him complete. Just like... I you complete me. <laughs> oh, uh, shucks. <laughs> uh, so uh, after watching the Muppet movie, I wanted to revisit the Jason Siegel like revamp because I think that movie is fantastic. Yeah. And there's a moment with the Swedish chef where they, they're back in the old studio. Remember the old bit on the Muppet show where the Swedish chef opens his fridge and the talking food is in there? Yep. Mm-hmm. So in this Jason, in the Jason Siegel revamp, the Swedish chef opens his fridge and all the same food is in there, but it's like rancid as all hell. But like happy to see him, and they're like, rrr, rrr, rrr. and the Swedish chef takes a blowtorch and like points it at all the rancid food from 1978 or whatever, and goes, "Hey, hello to my little friend." Nice. <laughs> he says, "Say hello to my little friend." It's beautiful. With a, with a fucking flamethrower. Fantastic. One of the funniest tweets I've seen in the last week or so is there was a thing going around which was, "Take a movie, replace the main character." with somebody else and then everybody else's Muppets and John Quast friend of, of the pod said the Muppet movie replaced Jason Siegel and everybody else's Muppets. I thought that that was just a beautiful, dry, understated joke. <laughs> just basically that movie was, was okay, but you know, Jason was too excited to be in that movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. He'd been wanting to make it. I so mean, long. Right. I and we didn't even see his penis. Though. I get that. You didn't even get to. No, that's true. It's the worst. Yeah. So I get that feeling though. Al, you, you were talking about how like 45 minutes ago you had uh, a different character in there. Uh, Rolf is your number three. I had Swedish Chef number one until we started this podcast. I was so, again, indecided between one, three, four, five, six. Mm-hmm. My number two, we talked about this, Kerbit. Okay. Number one, Fozzie Bear. Okay. Oh, the wow. other ones involved because Fozzie Bear is so fundamental to my to my humor 
just sure. as a kid sure. listening to a Muppet tape, getting those jokes. Waka 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 is still something I say whenever I tell a terrible joke, which again, I'm about to be a dad. So dad jokes are gonna be a part of my life here for 18 yeah. to 40 years. And waka 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 will be the answer to all of them. So my 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 contenders, Swedish Chef, Rolf, Fozzie Bear, Gonzo, and Animal. And I'm surprised that nobody took Animal as their number three. Uh, I'm, looking what, at all, I'm looking at all of our faces and I'm saying that all of us had him in there at one point and didn't want to be stereotypical. Yeah. I wanted to say animal for a while, but then I was just like, dude, you're just going to sound like someone who like used to like punk and like, 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 I just wanted to like, yeah, I, I wanted to step away from being obvious a little bit, but animal would probably be number one. I had Dr. Teeth in here at one point as my number three. Gonzo is interesting. You know, he's just the West coast Grover, but that's, you know, um, well, so that was it. Like, if you wanted to go hard <laughs> into like East Coast and West Coast, let's meld them together. Like right after Tupac and Biggie died, Grover's my number one. Grover is without question my number one. If we melded the two together, mm. uh, my niece was born. The first thing I bought, her first stuffed animal is Grover. Every time she's carrying it around, which is quite a lot. Uh, my brother and my sister-in-law send me pictures of her with Grover. For Christmas, I bought her. Uh, There's a monster at the end of the book, which is. Perfect. That is a perfect story and a perfect joke. Grover, if we're talking about East Coast, is number one, but we got to differentiate the two. Third best Sesame Street character will be a thing in the the future. Okay, you're right. Okay, I get that. I just was really proud of the little East Coast, West Coast. No, that's great. Because like Super Grover and the Great Gonzo, it's it's Marvel DC. You've got Super Grover and the Great Gonzo, East Coast, West Coast, Jim Henson. Also, Sweetums, to get even dumber... My Sweetums. dude, my dude, Sweetums is a perfect joke. Yeah. Sweetums, I maintain that Sweetums' original race, if we're going to go D&D, he's a subclass of the Doozers who are on Fraggle Rock, which, which means that Fraggle Rock is in the same universe as well. So that would mean that they're like sort of like the Midwest Muppets. So then you can go into the whole Doozer realm, which, look, I play D&D where we can really do this if you want, but I'm saying that Sweetums is a subclass of Doozer, which means that Fraggle Rock is in the same conversation. Al, Al, if you had a YouTube page, I would follow it just to let you know. <laughs> just to let you know, I would watch these videos of you explain these these, <laughs> these, these theories because I am, I am living for it. It so, might only be puppets, dude. That might be... That's fine. That's fine. I'll watch that. I mean, honestly, I would rather watch a Muppets movie over DC and fucking Marvel. <laughs> so, right. uh, I love the Muppets. My roommate, Mattel, the other day I was talking about this and trying to get her daughter to watch the Muppets with me for forever and ever and ever. I always do. And, and she was like, you're 31 years old, Ben. And you talk about the Muppets every fucking week. It's such a crazy, like how much it shapes. I feel like childhoods, like we we're recording a podcast about it. You know? <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's perfect. It's, it's like accessible. There's the adult just, jokes in this. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Uh, my second pick. So I have, I have Janice's first, my second pick. I love fucking Rizzo the rat. I think he's great. He loves family. He's from Queens, probably, which reminds me of, I've got some East Coast family. My grandfather's from out there. Reminds me of like going and visiting them. And it's just, he's not afraid to like talk about how he's afraid of heights. Yeah, Rizzo, him yeah. and Him and Gonzo are like the best friends and they have the best relationship, especially in like Muppets Christmas Carol. That movie is so good. And those two make that movie like 
as yeah. good as shout out does. shout out to robin the frog an underrated character <laughs> is that kermit's nephew kermit's nephew but has an incredibly nephew. incredibly strong showing yeah. in muppet christmas carol yeah. Yeah. Tim, Tim, right? yeah. nails it best performance of it ever the cough. when he he's, gets the cough it's like, like, ah, he's yeah. like <laughs> his name is robin <laughs> Robin. Robin, yeah. Al <laughs> just told his, I'm guessing, partner that, that that was the name of the character. We talked about it earlier. We tried not to look it up. It's a game we play, not looking stuff up. We, uh, <laughs> when, when he's dead in Muppet Christmas Carol, it's hard not to well up. Oh, man. The empty chair. No chance. Yeah. Fuck that, dude. Yeah. I, I, Al, we're all of an age, I assume, that uh, that we remember when we didn't all have the smartest computer in the world in our pocket. I went to Arizona State. Uh, we used to call our friends from the flip, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Motorola Razor that we all had. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the question would be, are you interneting? Which was our way of saying, are you at home and can you look up the answer to this? Oh, so yeah, we, were, we, we were the fax machine between, you know, mailing somebody something and email was, yeah. are you interneting? Shout out to Jason K. Dan, did you do that to pass tests? Did you, did you, <laughs> what are tests? Is that how you graduated? Arizona State? PhD in partying? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I majored in history, but my liver ma- majored in theater tech at Arizona State. We literally have a degree called recreation. It's about running resorts. Oh, I have, a, nope. I have an associate's degree in ski area management. Oh, nice. That's not a thing. That's a thing? (laughs) That's a thing? They call us SAMs because it's ski area management. That's the whitest thing I have ever heard. That is the whitest thing I've ever heard. Well, it's it's a degree (laughs) in snowboarding and smoking pot is what what it is. My question is, why aren't you in Colorado? (laughs) I don't like like those people. Sure. (laughs) I don't get along with (laughs) recreational people, man. Like when I first finished college, I I went to Oregon to live on Mount Hood for a while. Like for a season and just like snowboard and smoke pot or whatever. And I lived in Minneapolis for like just a little bit before that. And while I was up there, I was just like, so is, is no one trying to like get a, get hard drugs and work on their albums? Like, like, is everyone just going to smoke pot and be nice? No one's edgelord fucking asshole punk rock. I, it bothered me so much that no one was driven. Everyone was just like, life's cool. And I was like, no, it's not. I need to be a rock star. I need to fucking push it. I need to be in a city. Shout out to Minneapolis. Seen the Muppets? Yeah. <laughs> so I got a Muppet sleeve. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yourself. <laughs> Shout out yeah. to Minneapolis. Cause I did the same thing. You know, I was in Arizona. It's easy to be in Arizona. You're 24 years old. I have a degree in biomedical ethics, which I had no intention of pursuing. If anybody wants to talk to me about the ethics of AI, I'm glad to have way too long of a conversation about it, particularly right now, which hot take, nobody wants to talk to anybody about that. That did not Third help least me. least favorite they, AI movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> AI. They didn't help me when I was on Tinder to be like, yes, do you want to talk about the ethics of AI and, and how it helps out the... Uh, educated class and and loses a whole bunch of language dialects but i digress did you ever did you ever get anybody that was like fucking skynet and they're like freaking out (laughs) (laughs) like you know the answers her name was sarah and she tried to kill me (laughs) her name was sarah c yeah sarah c sarah c she kept on talking about her son john yeah her her son right yeah, her son John was was a thing. Her radius was listed in decades, not miles. <laughs> <laughs> but I got tired of being down there and nothing against Arizonans. Some of the most hardest working people I know live in Arizona. You wake up 
next to a pool at 10 o'clock every day and it sounds great but you just lose the like drive of things there's uh, no good hip-hop made in san diego because it's too fucking easy to live in san diego <laughs> there's great punk made in san diego though because it's white people feeling upset and well, not knowing that the they are actually good enough you can actually get enough speed to work on that heel flip in a fucking california the Midwest, we don't have the pavement needed to land a heel flip like at full speed because everything's all fucking broken up. <laughs> That's how you get your early offspring stuff, you know. Is yeah, enough yeah. pavement to land a heel flip. Honorable mentions for me from uh, from the West Coast family. Bobo I'm so glad the, you adopted this with me. That's great. Bobo the bear, completely deadpan, yeah. slow talker, beautiful. Okay, Bobo, yeah. Uh, Link heartthrob, the lead character in Pigs in Space. Yeah. Oh, his eyebrows are yeah. so funny, dude. They're so yeah, good. Yeah, They're like yeah. archetypes he's that are just like, beautifully he's got the, perfected. The teacup yeah. at all times. The newsman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do you stand on Lou with the boomerang fish? As a kid, I always preferred to think of those as nunchucks that he just threw at people. <laughs> They're like trout. <laughs> the smelliest nunchucks ever. Sam Eagle, who would be very mad at what's going on right now. The only Republican Muppet. <laughs> Sam Eagle. Yeah, Sam Eagle voted for fucking Reagan. You know, he's a Reagan guy, not a Trump guy. I wouldn't say. No, no, he's, he's a, Reagan a Reagan guy. Sure. He voted for yeah. Bush Jr. reluctantly, but he's an <laughs> '80s Republican. <laughs> he was pulling for uh, Marco Rubio. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. He uh, still believes Rubio. in trickle down economics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but ha- would have the sense to finally accept that it's not working. Love Pepe the King Prawn. Pepe the Prawn King is the shit. He is. He was close to. He was up there for me. Muppets from Space like, is the funniest Muppet movie. So good. And then Scooter. Scooter is underrated. Completely overlooked. But he's a stage manager on the Muppet Show. Yes. Yep. But he's also. I think he's. I think he's the Electric Mayhem's tour manager. He is the Electric Mayhem's tour manager. Tour manager. Yeah. The the you operations like, guy never know. gets enough love. That's the thing about it. They make yeah, it I, I, I understand that because like I was in tech in high school and that makes sense. But I just think he is a wet blanket. He just doesn't have the personality the other ones do. And but I guess there's nuance within that, but I don't know. Tech's job is to be unlikable, man. Yeah. Like, tech's that's job true. like tech's job is to yell five minutes while I'm hitting on the on my on my 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 co-star backstage. I did a lot of theater <laughs> in high school. And text job was to be like, five minutes, Al, quit hitting on Leanne. And I'm like, fine, I'll hit yeah, places that's true. for, like, that's I'll hit true. Hit places for Diary of Anne Frank, I suppose. <laughs> it was it was just weird because it was a one-man. It was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was it was actually a show called A Diary of Anne Frank. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was the Diary of Andy Frank, actually. It was just yeah. a shoe salesman from Dubuque. Uh <laughs> just post-mortem Spoon River style just reading about his experience yeah. as long as it wasn't the diary of Andy Dick I would Andy not Dick watch that <laughs> I'd watch that I'd, watch I'd be it. fine with that <laughs> I wouldn't read it no no, no, it, no. it would be the worst <laughs> no not at all I'd listen to I'd listen to it on Audible yeah uh, minor shout out to Camilla the Chicken I'm sorry that Gonzo didn't know how to express his love to you he's been working on his identity for a while I think that eventually he'll figure it out. Okay. He's fucking that chicken, right? He's trying. Okay. I, I like to think that there's no sex in the Muppet universe. That love is sexless. 
Really? Like, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Miss Piggy oh. and Kermit have kids. Yeah, they have Later children. and only figuratively. And that was all that, that was post Jim Henson, I'm pretty sure. I, also, I was, all the women. Maybe Jim Henson the, wouldn't be down with that. I don't think women, Jim Henson would have done that. All the women are pigs and all the men are, are frogs. I don't know what that means. It's just worth acknowledging. It's old cartoon shit where like dogs are boys and cats are girls. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cartoon logic, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, cartoon it's old Hanna Barbera nonsense. Yeah. Sure. Wait, sure. Al, Al, is that not true? What? No. That dogs, there can be girl dogs. There can be girl dogs. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this, this isn't like chicken and roosters. <laughs> no. like, yeah, like, yeah. No, sorry, buddy. There are roosters no. in the hen house, my friend. Yeah. I got I to gotta rename my dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> her, her, What's name? What kind her of dog name is. Uh, I have a Dachshund Pug Terry Shih Tzu I got at a house party, and her name is LeBron James Chewbacca Herman. Perfect. And I respect her privacy, and she watches me uh, poop, so it works out. I always That's say fine. when you name your pet, you should be sending you should be sending uh, everyone to Wikipedia. What's What's <laughs> LeBron's third? I think this should be a running theme. What's LeBron's third best Muppet? Third favorite Muppet? Yeah. Uh, Not LeBron James, your dog LeBron. Oh, I, I understood the question. Uh, okay, good. I'm sitting here trying to think. What does LeBron James value? I saw, I saw, I saw Al thinking and contemplating, and I mean that could also be a question. But. LeBron James. So I think, I think, I think number one, I think number one for Bron would be Bron, my dog, Swedish Chef, preparer of food. Sure, that's logical. Sure. She is not the most food motivated dog in the world, but she also does enjoy food. Uh, sure. For that reason, I think that number two for her would be Link Heartthrob, mm-hmm. because for her birthday, she always gets ham. We're listening to the song "Ham" by Watch the Throne. Okay. Yep. And I think number three would have to be Rolf the dog because that's somebody yep. she can hang out with. Yeah, she's a dog. Yeah, I have in my notes that Rolf is cool because he is a dog. So. Right. Yeah. Always there. Yeah. Always yeah. there. I mean, always again, there. proven by the movie. Right. Kermit gets broken up with. Rolf is there. He's like, hey, man, let's hang out. The lyric is, you can't live with him. You can't live without him. There's something irresistible-ish about him. (laughs) That's the lyric that Rolf sings to Kermit. When I had Dr. Teeth in my number three, I had a quote from him from the Muppet movie written down here. Kermit says, are you going to come with us? And and Dr. Teeth goes, maybe when you get rich and famous, we'll show up and exploit your wealth. (laughs) (laughs) And they do. (laughs) And they fucking do. It's beautiful. Electric yep. Mayhem shows up just as they're about to happen. When Orson Welles, Orson Welles is at the desk and Kermit the Frog goes, excuse me, we, uh, we've, we've showed up to uh, become rich and famous. And Orson Welles takes a puff of his cigar and goes, Gladys, or whatever her name is, prepare the standard rich and famous contract. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So, Sorry, I, I digress because I have all these. I watched the Muppet movie and made a bunch of notes because I'd forgotten about it. Because <laughs> when I was committed to the Dr. Teeth idea, he literally has the script for the movie. Did, do you remember that? And Fozzie goes, They don't look like Presbyterians to me. And they like fucking walk in, and Dr. Teeth and the Electric Bam are jamming out. And then uh, Kermit and Fozzie pass out because they're really sleepy finally. And go, uh, Dr. Teeth is reading the script that Fozzie has in his pocket that is the script to the whole movie. And that's before they decide to paint the Studebaker so they can, and when they meet Dr. Teeth, he goes, golden teeth and golden tones, welcome to my presence. And then he reads the whole script of the movie up to that point. And then he goes, 
This is a narrative of very heavy comedic proportions. <laughs> and they fall asleep and they have that big montage with the song, Can You Picture That? And they paint the Studebaker. Dude, Doc- maybe I'm still sold on Dr. Teeth as my number yeah, three. Yeah, I feel like you might be changing. Yeah, what's going on here? You're like getting into it where you may change. I mean, it's I get it. I feel like- I just, I got stuck on the Eleanor Roosevelt Every great yeah. man, every great uh, has, is a great woman. Miss Piggy idea. All right, so make your case for it, make your case for Doctor Teeth. Sell us on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think my. I mean, it's weird to have an alternate number three because that just kind of means I have a number four. But I think Doctor Teeth, the the original Muppet movie, sets the tone for the Muppet Show because it tells the story of how the Muppets become the Muppets and get the show to the begin with. When they are being pursued by Doc Hopper, who is trying to get Kermit's legs. We're trying to get Kermit to be the spokesperson for his chain of frog-legged restaurants, which is fucking really fucking perverse when you think about it. Trying to get a... Ugh. Yeah, that's that's kind of weird. Like, he's trying to... That makes no sense. Let's just say... I'm going to be done with the Dr. Teeth, Miss Piggy thing. I'm just going to say I'm sticking with Miss Piggy, but there's a strong argument for Dr. Teeth. Go ahead. <laughs> there's a strong argument for him. As we bring it in for a landing, we ask our guests to come up with a lightning round topic to end the show. Al, what do you have for us? All right. Third best chip, corn chip counts, potato chip counts, puffs do not. So Cheetos are off, Funyuns do not count. I would actually, I'm going to go so far as to say Fritos don't count because they have too much of a puff quality. Flat-ish chip, corn, potato, otherwise third best, go. So Doritos count? Yes. Chip on a flat plane. Yes. (laughs) All right. Uh, I'll go first on this one. Go I'm for it, gonna... Dan. Just know, just know that your answer dictates if we're friends or not in the future. <laughs> sure. Third best chip. Uh, I'm gonna say old Dutch sour cream and onion. Okay. Uh, Classic. Thin and wavy or ruffle? Oh, like with Ooh. ridges or the thin and wavy? It's got to be ruffle. There you go. That's that's classic. Uh, that's classic yeah. picnic food. Come come to the grill out. If you bring the thin, no no wave. I can't use it to get the dip. The top of the tater is not there for me. Okay, chip. yeah, it has to be a load-bearing chip. Because I'll because I'll double up. Mm. I will do the sour cream and onion with a sour cream and onion dip. So one and two are both Doritos for me. The Interesting. Cool Ranch and then the Nacho Cheesier. Very Xbox answer of you. Hey, <laughs> I am what I am. My dream, very, very my dream, when they uh, release the Doritos Locos Doritos chip, was that Taco Bell was going to go super meta and do the Doritos Locos taco shell that you could get a Doritos Locos in. Okay. So a Doritos Locos flavored Doritos Locos taco was what I wanted for years. I emailed them. I texted them. I tweeted at them. I was all about this. So I am all in on on the Doritos. That sounds like a fucking, that sounds like a Christopher Nolan plot. Like, there's too much going on there. I'm into it. So that's too my thing. Things. That's inception of a taco, right. which is fine. But Dr. Teeth, Dr. Teeth having the script is 100% a joke that I appreciate. <laughs> and it's sure. because I love the meta stuff like this. But, yeah, so the number okay. three is the, the old Dutch sour cream and onion. Wavy. Yeah, the wavy? I like that. No, the, okay, the wavy. Or the yeah. ruffle. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, because that, that one's a ruffle. Okay. You are? All right. Uh, I'm I'm here. I'm here for it, man. I uh I I know my chips. All right. My third best is a Dorito. 
but it's one that I think is not talked about enough, but I can't ever stop myself from eating the whole fucking bag because of the amount of MSG that's on them. And it's the sweet Thai chili ones. They're in a purple bag. Oh, I love them. I love them. It is a flavor fucking bomb. Throw them in the sea, homie. No, this is... I cooked cooked for a living for a really long time before I got into the beer world. And so my palate is completely fucked. I want my tongue to be numb. I love it. I love it. I would crush them up and snort them if I could. And they're not even my first ones. And if we're going no puffs, because I think if we're going puff, Funyun is my favorite. But that's a whole nother episode that we have to do. First is is like some honey butter Lay's. They're not even Lay's. They're Calbee is the, the brand. There's some weird fucking Japanese brand that I love. It's honey and butter. It's the best chip that has ever lived. I will fight for that. And second, I think second is just like classic Ripple, like Rip L, the Rip L brand that come in the box. Oh, yeah. I love those. Thick. Yep. I'm into that. I like you that that box. simplicity. Aren't those also old Dutch? I think they're old Dutch. Yeah. I believe they are. Which well, like, they come in a box good, like, that is way too big. It's way too big for its own good. For shipping. But that's sure. the one that, that's sure. that's that's like with like, the whole family having brats. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. That, that, you eat those. Yeah. All, all right, Al. You asked the question. What's your answer uh, the, for third best, best chip with all your qualifiers? The third best chip is Harvest Cheddar Sun Chips. Oh, yeah. Sun chips to me are a solid road trip food because otherwise I would eat them too much. Mm -hmm. You're driving to Chicago. You stop at the gas station that everybody stops in just outside of Madison. Uh, You maybe get your Culver's fix right there. And then you grab yourself some sun chips. You grab yourself some Swedish fish, get your combos and you go back in the garden. Oh, man. Jerky chew. The snuff. The snuff. Snuff. The, snuff. <laughs> mm. the pork floss yeah. catch me with oh, that yeah. shit let's yeah. go yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the, my yeah. third best chip is the harvest cheddar sun chip number one best chip sorry the sour cream and cheddar i think ruffles that might not be the brand but the heavy sour cream and cheddar those yep. are the, that is the number one like, chip. and number two is garden salsa sun chips did you go to a Subway a lot? Subway for me is is yes. So yes, these are, the, these are the chips that you put in your mouth after you take a bite of a sandwich before you before you chew the sandwich too much. So you take a bite. Yeah, of yeah. Deli, you need like a texture of, difference. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, exactly. So you take a it's bite. It's all mush in your goddamn combo, mouth. Cold cut combo bite. Don't get carried away. Grab a chip, throw it in, combine them in there, get them going. Call it a man egg if you have to. Uh-huh. You're, like a fucking, you're like a fucking mixologist with this stuff. <laughs> yeah, hey, well, you know, I didn't, I didn't bartend <laughs> at the CC club for nothing. <laughs> for the syphilis? You bartended there <laughs> for the syphilis? Mm-hmm. No, it was dead. Yeah, yeah. I'm clean. <laughs> <laughs> it still burns a little when you pee, but that's fine. That's fine. Whatever. That's just getting old. But I have so much cred. I love that. I love bring the food questions on anybody that comes on here again i would dan and i will talk food all day so. yeah i'm sure that like laying in, in, in bed tonight i'm gonna be like oh fuck i forgot the right chip yeah uh, i know well I know. this yeah this question actually comes from a very long debate at house a very long debate al uh anything you want to plug uh nothing nothing specifically new but i do have some music on moonlightgrammar.bandcamp.com i am working on some new stuff 
Uh, thank you to everyone for the support we've gotten so far as we get this off the ground. Uh, please give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook at third best pod. That's the number three RD best pod. Also, if you feel like it, recommend us to friends that enjoy dumb arguments. Uh, answer the questions when we post them to stories and shoot us a message. If you've got a topic you want to discuss with us, we're looking for them. We've got a long list of them ourselves, but if you got something you passionately want to debate with us, we've gotten lit up from that in the last week, which we appreciate very much. Thank you to Moonlight Grammar for our theme song. Thank you, Al, for joining us. Thank you for having me, man. This is a lot of fun, guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, good to see you, Dan. I'm going to go watch Muppet Christmas Carol for the fucking thousandth time again. <laughs> fucking now. Hey, peace out, y'all.